All right, all right. Look at this. This is a, a jam-packed house, and uh, I am just so encouraged with what's happening. Are you guys going to be at the back of me for the whole preaching gig? No. How good are those guys? Give them a round of applause. Amazing, amazing. Um, I don't know. I, I I don't know whether I'm feeling old or not, but I tell you that, that it was some loud music. I'm, I'm ringing the ears, ringing, ringing. Um, I just want to say this. I'm very humbled that um, I get the chance to uh, open the Word of God with you on this great occasion. You know, turning one uh, is a, a great achievement for any church plant. And to have this man here as your uh, pastor, your executive pastor, you are so blessed to have him. He is such a humble and gracious man, and I love doing life with him. I love the fact that he comes and he leans and he gleans off me every week. And uh, uh, brother, keep it up, Dexter. You've got a beautiful heart. Um, you know, your wife, Demi, where, where is Demi? I don't know where she is, but whatever you're doing, whatever you're feeding him at home, you, you keep it up because <laughs> he's great. And Ariel, wow, beautiful daughter. So it's a great day and I'm really glad that I'm here. And uh, I am just blown away. I mean, I am blown away every time I come here. Every time I come here, I mean, I planted a church eight years ago, and when we turned one, we, we, we weren't like this. Every time I come here, there's always some lamb spit, there's always food, like there's always a party, and it's growing, and God is doing something wonderful here. You started off with a handful of people and look at where you are today. There are people at the very end of this hall. You started off with probably some high schoolers and some campus students. And I look down, I see a lot of mature people and I see a variety. I see diversity. God is really moving here. You had, I don't know how many people you, you launch and look at where you are today. This is amazing. And I prayed to God. I said, God... I want to I wanna preach to Oikos tonight. God, what is it you want me to say to them? And I really believe that this is a word in season for you. And this is for Oikos Church. If you call Oikos Church on, this message is for you. And if you're a visitor, if you're here to champion him and the team on, still listen. Don't, don't turn off or shut off. Still listen. But this is for Oikos Church. For the pastor, for the leaders, for, for those serving, this, I really believe, is a word in season for you. And I pray that you would hear God through what I have to say as I study the word with you. That you would leave here saying, yeah, I heard from God. I know what I ought to do to see this church grow from strength to strength. Grace to grace. Glory to glory. For His glory alone. So if you have your Bible, okay, get your Bible to 1 Corinthians chapter 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, and I want to look at verses 5 to 9. Let me read the Word of God, and I'll pray, and we'll get to work. Then, what then is Apollos? What is Paul? Servants through whom you believed, as the Lord assigned to each. I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. So neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but only God who gives the growth. He who plants and he who waters are one, and each will receive his wages according to his labor. For we are God's fellow workers. 
You are God's field, God's building. That's the word of God. And I pray that God will speak to you through me. So let me pray and we'll get to work. Father God, I pray now that uh, as I expound your word, as I begin to look into your word, you would speak to us, God. And that everyone here will hear from you and leave this place saying, yes, I've heard from God. And not just only be hearers, but doers of your word. So I pray for those who call Oikos Church home, God, that they will listen and that they will hear what I have to say and they will penetrate into their hearts, Lord, and that you begin to work wonders in them and through them. Will you help me? Will you strengthen me? In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You see, I, I really believe, Oikos Church, that if you hold closely to what I have to say, God will grow you. God will see you do things that you've never seen before. And no one starts the church plant going, well, I, I wish it only grows to 50 and that's it. Everyone starts a plant hoping they will grow beyond their expectation. And I want you to listen carefully to three things that I see from the text to help you go further for God, for His glory. Number one, know yourself. Number two, know your church. And number three, know your God. Three things I want you to hear from me. Hold those three close to your heart. Know yourself, know this church, and know your God. And I guarantee you, God would surprise you with what He will do here. Let's look at the very first one. Know yourself. Here's the context here. You've got a church in Corinth, in, 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 in Greece. This is a great church. This is a very gifted church, a bit like Oikos. They did a lot of great things. They were a growing church. In fact, God would bless them with so many gifts, so many spiritual gifts. As you read through this book, you would see these gifts, especially towards the end, chapter 12, chapter 14, all these great gifts. And they were going around saying, look how good we are. We're a great church because we had all these gifts. And Paul would say, no, you're immature. You're infants in the Lord because of your arrogance and because of your pride. Paul would say, you're going around boasting on how good you are based on your gifts. And a lot of these church members were going around saying, look how many gifts I have. And they thought that the more gifts they had, that the more they did for the church, the better they were and the closer they were. In fact, at the very beginning of this letter, in the chapter 1, verse 12, Paul would say, what I mean is this, one of you says, I follow Paul. Another, I follow Apollos. Another, I follow Cephas. Still another, I follow Christ. You see, there was this group that went around saying, well, my giftings is this. Therefore, I call myself part of team Paul. Another group said, well, my giftings is this. And I call myself part of team Cephas. Or I call myself part of team Apollos and the very super spiritual, well, I call myself Team Christ. And they went around boasting their skills and they used their giftings as their identity. And that's why in chapter 3, verses 5, Paul says, What then is Apollos? What is Paul? We're servants through whom you believed. As the Lord assigned to each. He's reminding them. I'm just Paul. That's just Cephas. That's Apollos. 
we're diakonos, we're servants, we're, we're butlers, we're, we're, we're waiters. And all we're doing is we're waiting for the instruction of our master to do what our master wants us to do. And we're very comfortable to do whatever the master wants us to do. You notice carefully in verse 5, servants through whom you believe as the Lord assigned to each. You see what Paul is doing? We're only going to do whatever God assigns to us. If he wants me to do this, I would do that. If he wants me to carry something, I will carry something. My identity is not based on what I do or how good I am. I am only a servant of God and I'll only do what God assigns me to do. You think about it. If the master knows that that particular servant is a good cook, who'll get that servant to be the chef? If that servant can't cook to save his life, that servant won't cook. That servant do something else. And that's what Paul's doing. We are only doing whatever the master assigns us. Oikos Church, listen carefully. You are such a gifted church that one of these days, people, maybe now, people are puffing you up. Oh, Pastor Dexter, he's such a gifted communicator. I love his preaching. Hearing him preach, I close my eyes and I hear an Asian Tim Keller. You know what I mean? We laugh. But we hear that and we like that. Oh, that guy, Chris. Oh man, that guy, that anointed worship leader. Chris Tomlin. <laughs> Bit of a tan. Oh, that Gershom guy, that Gershom guy. He, he, he's a leader. Oh, Gershom, he is leadership quality. Hashtag next Brian Houston. I want him to be my leader. And we hear these things and it's nice. It makes us feel good. And if we're not careful, listen carefully, our identity is based on our gifting. I'm just a gifted preacher. I'm team preacher. I'm just a gifted, anointed worship leader. I'm that courageous leader. I belong to the fastest growing church, Team Oikos. And we walk around boasting our gifts and identifying ourselves based on the gifts God has assigned us to. We flip that. We flip that. Imagine someone came along and, and began to say things that would harm us and destroy us and, and things that really hurt us. Oh, you're not really that good. This church has been going now for two years and still 25 people. Oh, you shouldn't be serving because if Pastor Dexter found out what you did during the week, how dare you serve? Oh, you can't do anything. You, you amount to nothing. You're not a person of influence. Who wants to follow your lead? And we hear those things and that becomes our identity. I mean, I don't know about you, but uh, I fall into that trap. We all fall into that trap. And we walk around calling ourselves whatever based on what we hear people say about us. If they say good things about us, we feel good about ourselves. We don't truly know ourselves. If they say bad things about us, we feel bad about ourselves. We still don't know ourselves. And I love what Paul says right here. He says, you know, I am a servant. The giftings that I have, the Lord assigned to me. They're not my giftings. They're the Lord's. I refuse to see myself with your lens. And I'm only going to see myself with the lens that God sees me. 
My identity is not based on my giftings. My identity is not based on what I do in this church or how good I am or that I belong to a church that is thriving. That's not my identity. My identity, I know myself based on how God sees me. That's the lens that I choose to view myself. So that whatever people say about me, I don't care. Because I would only want to hear what God has to say about me. So when you say good things about me, praise the Lord. When you say bad things about me, praise the Lord. And I'm only going to view myself based on the lens that God sees me. That's how you need to know yourself. Because this is such a gift to church. I don't know how many times I've been here, but every time I come here, you guys are just growing and growing and growing. And I want to grab that and place that at Sun Life Church. But don't get caught up in the game where you walk around choosing to recognize yourself, your identity based on what people say about you. You don't know yourself yet. Know that you're loved by God, that you belong to God, that you are His children, and that your identity is in Him alone. In Him alone. And Paul says, we are just His servants. We are His waiters. We are His butlers. You know, we may have different giftings. Apollos' gifting is different to mine. Cephas is different to mine. But we're only doing this because God is one who's given us the gift. And we're very comfortable because our identity is in God, not on what you have to say about us. And that's what we see right here. And I want you to understand that Oikos Church, that whatever giftings you have, I want you to use it to serve the master who has given you that gift. That's what I want you to do. And when you begin to hear these great comments about your church and about you, we thank the Lord for that. But don't see that's your identity. Know yourself. Know that I am just the servant of the Lord. And whatever He gives me, I will do it. He knows my capacity. He knows what I'm good at. So whatever He gives me, I will just work on it and I'll do it faithfully. That's how you know yourself. And that's what we see right here. Paul goes, you know what? I'll just plant. I'll plant. Apollos, I'll just water. I'll water. We're comfortable. We know that that's who we are in the Lord. And we're not going to let the praises of man or the disappointment of ministry, you know what, define us. We're going to let God define us. And that's my first point. Oikos Church, if you want to go further than before, slow down and know yourself. That you're servants. Servants of the Lord. That He has graciously bestowed these gifts upon you. And I see this church here and I tell you, you are a gifted group of people. I mean, I saw that picture of what this future building would look like. And I have to pray and you know, I had to ask God for forgiveness because there was a spirit of envy that came in. I want that! But I can't have that. My next point, know your church. You've got to know your church. You've got to know the people in this church, the gifts that God has given to this church, Oikos Church. There are so many gifted people in this church. Know who they are. Look around you and go, the gifts that God has graced this church with, I know who they are. I know what they are. Look what Paul would say in verse 6. I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. He was very comfortable, Paul. He was very comfortable to plant. God, you want me to plant? That's my gifting. I'll plant. And I don't know about you, but planting is a tough gig. When was the last time you planted something at home? Anyone? Who plants their own vegetables? 
A few people, yeah, I know, I know my family, we do. Yeah, it's not glamorous. Your hands are dirty, your fingers dirty, you're sore back because you're constantly bending down. I would rather water. Water is more glamorous. <laughs> I get more Instagram likes if I water than I plant, you know. And Paul goes, you know what? I plant. That's my gifting. Apollos, he's going to water. That's his gifting. I know the giftings in this church and I'm not going to compete and I'm not going to be jealous or envy. I know my giftings. I know the other giftings and we're going to work together. Know your church. Know the people in this church here. And look what he says in verse 8. He who plants and he who waters are what? One. You see that? And each will receive his wages according to his labor. Because we're one. There's this synergy. There's this unity. It's a competition. It's a partnership. So he says to the church, don't go comparing Paul against Apollos or Cephas against whoever. He goes to the church of Corinth, don't compare our giftings. We're one. We do this together. My gifting is this. His gifting is this. It doesn't matter. We work together. Do not go around and compare and contrast and identify yourself with Team Paulus, Team Paul. Don't play that game. That's what he says. We're one. And I say that to this church here. That you guys are one and you have so many giftings. Know your church. Know your giftings. Work together. See more unity. See more synergy. It's a partnership. And I tell you, God will take you to the next level. You know, I, um, I used to be a high school teacher and, uh, and the school ball, the school ball, the year 12 school ball was a big deal. Anyone in year 12? Yeah. You had your school ball yet? You got a date? Oof. You see the confidence? I do. Okay, okay, okay. I, 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 I taught at a school once where I, I found out that some of my year 12 girls were buying uh, ball gowns. And I kid you not, $2,000? Three thousand dollars. You know what I'm talking about? Whew, that's like four return trips to Indonesia, right? That's a lot of money. Three grand for a ball dress, and it's not only one fitting; it's two fittings, and three fittings, and a fourth fittings. In case I had some McDonald's the last week, they made sure that the dress fit the girl like a glove, right? And anyhow, all these dresses—they had to be unique, had to be a designer dress. You know, like we're talking. You know, you can't have a situation where you walk into the grand ballroom and someone else had the same dress as you. You know, you know what I'm talking about? I mean, it's just like hashtag first world problem, right? All right. I, I kid you not. One year it happened. One year it happened, and those two girls—they made sure that they were on the opposite end of the dance floor. They made sure when it came to photo times they weren't together they made sure that there was no one who would take a photo of them together because they were so upset that two girls walked into the ball with two dress this is the thing deep down we are very prideful people that's the reality we are sinful people and unless God does something in here you and I will forever compare and contrast and get jealous and say, well, we have the same gifting, but that gifting's better than mine. Oh, I wish I have that gifting. Unless God begins to do something inside our hearts, we're going to compare and we're going to be envious and we want that certain giftings. And this church, when this happens, Dexter, this church will not grow. 
We need to know our church. We need to know the giftings in this church and embrace the gifting and work together. And I believe when that happens, God will grow this church beyond your expectation. When you begin to hear jealousy, when you begin to hear comparison, or hear gossip, or hear division, leadership, you've got to stop it straight away. You've got to pray against that. We've got to be comfortable with whatever God has given us. We need to understand that we're different and that's why we need one another because the giftings that I have may not be the giftings you have, but when we work together and complement, wow, that's when God begins to grow this baby here. You've got to understand that. You may want to be the person that water, but God wants you to be the person that plants. You be the best planner. You may want to be the best preacher, but God gives you the gift of administration. You be the best admin person and you support that preacher. And don't sabotage them and say bad things about them. You may want to be a worship leader, but God gives you the gift of hospitality. You be the best greeter and you encourage the worship leader. But never ever go, I wish I watered. I don't want to plant. Or I wish I plant because I don't want to water. No. God loves this church. God loves you. And you need to know this church and need to look around and see the giftings of this church and say, you know what? I embrace the diversity and we work together and it's not a competition. It's a partnership. And if we work together, God will take us to new levels. Know your church. And I pray for anyone here at Oikos Church that you are comparing and you're envy. I I pray for you because you're going to slow down what God is doing here. Work together. Know yourself, know your church, finally know your God. You've got to know your God, because listen carefully, because your God is not oikos. Your God is not this church. Your God is not the leaders of this church. Your God is not the building of this church. Your God is not the mission or the vision or the growth. Listen carefully, you need to know God. Look what he says in verse 5. He says, what then is Apollos? What is Paul? Servants through whom we, you believe as the Lord assigned to each. Verse 6, I planted Apollos water, but God gave the growth. Verse 7, so neither he who plants nor he who waters anything, but only God who gives the growth. You know what Paul is saying? I don't put the focus on us. It wasn't me. Uh, I'm just poor. It wasn't Cephas, that's just Cephas, that's just Apollos. It's all God. The church growth is all God. The leadership is God's gift. The musician on stage is all God. He says, it's all God. And look at verse 9. Three times he says this in verse 9. For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field. God's building. It's all God. This is the point. If you start boasting on your achievement, boasting on your pastor, your leaders, on yourself, or the rate of the growth of this church, then what you boast ends up being your God. If you boast on your leader, that's your God. If you boast on the building, the building is your God. If you boast on the music, the music is your God. You don't know your God. You have to know a God who's doing all these great things here. He would say, Paul would say in chapter 1 of 1 Corinthians, 
Therefore, as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. If you want to boast, boast in God. If you want the person to be the center, God, not Oikos, not Pastor Dexter, not Chris or Gershom or anyone. It's all God and you've got to know God. Now, who's a basketball player here? Who's a cool basketball player? You a basketball player? No one. I need a basketball player to demonstrate something. You a basketball player? Come on, come here. Come on. Put on the ball. Just watch this. Stand here. I want you to spin this ball. Just spin it. If you can't spin it, you're not a basketball player. So you can sit down. <laughs> Pressure. Oh. It's alright. It's okay. Okay. That's all right. That's all right. Okay. <laughs> Give him a round of applause. You know, when you spin a basketball, what is the thing that holds the ball up? The finger. And if you are not working on the center, if you don't give attention to the center, if you don't acknowledge the center, if you don't take care of the center, the ball drops. The one that holds his church is gone. The one that graces the church is gone. The one that empowers the church is God. You are God's people. You are God's building. You are God's field. If your focus is not on God, if you don't fix your eyes upon God, the one who holds his church, it's going to drop. You've got to know your God. You've got to have this great relationship with a God who's holding things together. Church, Oikos, in the next few years, let me say this. You're just going through your honeymoon. This is year one, year two, year three. It gets harder. When things begin to slow down or things become stale or stuck, you ask yourself the question, do I know my God? Am I fixing my eyes upon God? Am I putting enough attention towards God? Oh, it's just old leadership. It's just old music. It's just old preaching. It's just old us. And no wonder things are slowing down. But when you know your God, and when you know that God is the one who's doing all the things here, oh wow, God holds you. And you keep spinning, and you build momentum, and you go faster and faster, and you stay on longer and longer. I, I know this church here, the amazing growth over the past 12 months has been Him. or oh, these guys, it's God. I know that. The fact that you would uh, whip up this place here over the last month or so and be where you are today, it's, it's not the fact that these people came here or, or their brother there. It's God working in him and through him. It's God. I know that uh, the talents that you have in this church here, all the musician and all the hard work and, and you know, the, the drummer here, you know, everyone. It's all God. It's all God. So as soon as you don't Fix your eyes upon the one holding you. It's going to drop. You've got to know your God. You've got to stick close to God, Oikos Church. You've got to hear from Him. As you lead, you want to lead because I heard from God. As you speak, as you preach, because I've heard from God that week. As you begin to know your God and you put your focus upon your God, oh, He holds you and you're spinning 
and there's momentum and you're staying. That's my prayer for this church here. Know yourself. Know who you are. Don't judge yourself because of what others are saying about you or may not be saying about you. Know yourself through the lens of how God sees you. Or you know your church. Oh, this is a great church. So many gifted people. Oh, don't be envious. Work together. If jealousy kicks in, if there's comparison, oh, nip it straight away. Know your church. Rejoice with the giftings. Rejoice with the diversity. Embrace one another. It is not a competition. It's a partnership. And know you're gone. You know Him because the Bible clearly says He's the one that makes things grow. Paul says, it wasn't me. It wasn't Apollos, it was God. We're just servants. We're one. I planted. He watered. God made it grow. You're God's children. You're God's field. You're God's building. You're all God. Put your eyes upon God and really know Him. Because when you fix your eyes upon Him, when you begin to trust Him and hear from Him and led by Him, wow, you will grow. Those three things all cost church. Hold those things close to your heart and I promise you and I guarantee you, God will see you grow from strength to strength. Glory to glory. Amen. So what I want to do now is I want to, I want to just pray. I want to pray for the leadership. If you are on leadership in this church, pastor, leaders, small group leaders, can you come forward? Because I want to pray for you. I want to pray a prayer over you so that in the next 12 months, God is going to surprise you even more. Um, if you are a leader, come forward. I want to pray. I want to pray for you guys. Maybe just while, we, while we're waiting for the leaders to come forward, why don't we just worship? Huh? Why don't we just sing a song here? You guys can stand up and, and, and let's, let's just begin to worship. But leaders, if that's you, I want to pray a prayer for you. This is so important that I, I need you to, to let me pray for you. Hey, there's just two leaders here. Oh, there's more. The basketball guy. That's it. Let's just worship and the leaders come forward. I want to pray for you.